This is The Fine Line with Joe Wiz and Ty Butler. Presented by Bet Rivers, New York's hometown sports book. Oh, it is Sunday morning here in New York City. With Kanye West, apparently, The Fine Line. He's Joe Wiz. I'm Ty Butler. We will take you until 9 o'clock. Exciting times here uh, in sports with March Madness. Hit us up on Twitter, Ty D. Butler at Joe is Sports. You can find us there on Instagram as well. And give us a call, 800-919-3776, 800-919-3776. Before we get to March Madness, Joe, I, we were remiss in bringing this up last week. Could have been a little contentious here in the studio because I don't know if you noticed, but uh, our morning show, DNR, DiPietro, and Rothenberg, they're doing a host sadness bracket where they're pitting hosts at the station up against each other in the playing game was uh, Ty Butler against Joe Wiz, and I emerged victorious. I, I wasn't sure if there was going to be some sore loser attitude emanating from your direction, but it looks like we, uh, we've recovered from me uh, demolishing you in that poll. I don't even remember the poll. When did, when, uh, when did, that, when did that take place? Uh, that took place uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, uh, it was uh, we were the the playing game. So it was uh, me versus me versus you with a chance to go up against uh, Michael K at the number one seed. Hey, I love it. It's all friendly competition. I'm all excited to be here. It's March Madness, and it's all business. So let the uh, best team win, and all the best man. All right, and today's show. Remember, go to Bet Rivers. It's never. Make sure you go to Bet Rivers up to $250 bonus match on your first deposit. Every day, you can find line specials, daily boosted odds, parlays of the day, and more. You'll earn rewards with all sports bets you place. For example, each time you try sports betting in New York, you'll increase your loyalty level and increase your bonus earning power. That's just one of the many reasons to bet on sports with Bet Rivers. And Joe, right now, I think clearly the two biggest stories in college basketball are the Duke Blue Devils and the St. Peter's Peacocks. Duke last night got the victory over number four Arkansas. 78-69 to was the final score. They were up 12 at the half. That lead uh, diminished down to five, but then they went on a 10-0 run to essentially end that game. And now Coach K, for the 13th time in his career, is headed to the Final Four, two wins away from his sixth national championship. I mean, listen, even if you are someone who's not a Duke fan, hard to argue that this isn't an intriguing storyline, watching him you know, march to the finish line with a chance to win another championship. And meanwhile, I said the two biggest stories, so that's one. And then they're going to be waiting for the winner of St. Peter's and UNC. So if you get the UNC victory today, you've got you know the biggest rivalry in college sports. Uh, them two teams playing each other for a chance to get to the national championship game. Or you can have St. Peter's, number 15 seed for the first time ever in the Elite Eight. And it's just been a fascinating storyline. How could you not be rooting for this group? Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, we, I've been on the St. Peter bandwagon for a while. Playing the other dogs in every game has been do, doing well for me with St. Peter's. Uh, you know, the biggest story, Ty, as far as I'm concerned, there is only really one big story. I mean, Duke has been there. They've done that. Uh, as far as uh, when you take a look at the scenario with St. Peter's, it's never been done before. I mean, no 15th seed has ever been here before. And we're living history right now. We may never see this again in your lifetime. Okay? I mean, first they'd be knocked 
knocked off powerhouse Kentucky, the biggest upset ever in NCAA tournament history, then Murray State, and then Purdue. And now they take on North Carolina, and they put this in as the prime time game. Uh, you know, North Carolina uh, story team. This is the biggest story in all of sports. And the three wins for St. Peter's. Check this out. Two of the wins, they've been double-digit underdogs. And in the, the third one, there were nine-point underdogs. So I, I guess the smart money would be, as we transition to the games today, Let's just start there. St. Peter's, North Carolina, the spread is eight and a half. I, the, why is the, the play not to go with St. Peter's plus eight and a half? I understand that at some point you'll say the luck has to run out, right? Like it's going to catch up to them. It's been a beautiful Cinderella story. But to me, why not play St. Peter's plus eight and a half? And UNC, we're now learning better than we thought that they were because they had a tough regular season. But beginning with that, that win against Duke at Cameron Indoor and Coach K's final game, uh, coaching at home. This team's been on a pretty good run. Uh, no real value on the money line. It's minus three seventy-five. The over/under is at one thirty-seven. What do you like about this game? Yeah, listen, it's hard not to like the dog. And most people, some people don't like playing Cinderella teams. Everybody wants to see uh, Duke in North Carolina, but hey, St. Peter's has crashed the party, uh, beating Kentucky eighty-five seventy-nine as an eight-point, eighteen-point dog, knocking off Mary State as an eight-point dog, and uh, of course on Friday, knocking off Purdue sixty-seven sixty-four. And when you take a look at St. Peter's Peacocks, they have one of the best spread records in all of college basketball. 24-9 and against the spread. That's a 72% winning percentage, Ty. I would love to go out of here every week and tell people I hit 72%. <laughs> I would be rich, but I'm not. I can't hit 72%. If I can hit 65%, I'm very, very happy. And we'll talk about that later in the show, about winning percentages and how misleading they are. But the storyline here, Ty, is you have to look at the total of this game. It's at 137. We have to see where the tempo of this game is. If it's a high-scoring game, St. Peter's could have a problem. But if the the Peacocks can force the tempo and keep it a half-court game and uh, prevent North Carolina going into a transition high-scoring game, then that basketball starts feeling like a bowling ball for the Tar Heels. So you mentioned the Peacocks, 23-9 against the spread. Conversely, the Tar Heels, 19-16-1. So I think the smart money would be to play St. Peter's plus 8.5. It feels odd that you're this late in the tournament and you have this big of a spread because you expect the, 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 the product to be a little bit more competitive but this is historic. It's something we've never seen before. I mentioned, you know, the, the first time a, a number 15 seed has been to the Elite Eight. Check this out. Never happened with a team ranked 13. Never happened with a team ranked 14th. It's happened twice with two number 12 seeds, Missouri in 2002 and Oregon State last year. But there's really no precedent for this type of run which is why the line being that high, a bit spooky. I would go St. Peter's plus eight and a half. I'm rooting for them because then you get it. Here's the only thing that I wish we could change, Joe. I wish that we had St. Peter's and UNC on the opposite side of the bracket of Duke so that that could set up a nice title game. Duke against UNC, you know, the rivalry there, and Duke with a chance to get revenge for what happened at Cameron Indoor, or you can have this St. Peter story really unfold in the title game because I I, I now think Duke's going to win it all. But, Joe, you go to betrivers.com right now. Sounds crazy, but St. Peter's to win the title plus 4,000. You lay $10 on that. That's $400 uh, ROI, one of your favorite terms. So 
I don't know. Might have to go to BetRivers.com to, to put a little futures bet on uh, St. Peter's. Yeah, and that's the thing. People out there listening, uh, you could bet, you know, instead of betting individual games, if you think that, hey, St. Peter's right now, they've won 10 in a row. They're the hottest team in all of college basketball. Uh, and uh, right now they're plus 4,000. Or even a team like Miami, they're playing, uh, we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Miami is plus 2,000. Duke is the favorite at plus 175 right now at Bet Rivers. And I know everyone out there that's uh, listening to the show if you go to bet rivers you put 250 in your account they match your deposit so at bet rivers you put 250 in there you hit refresh tie and you did an roi you doubled your you doubled what your deposit was 250 and and duke now plus 175 started the tournament plus 600 to win the title so yeah, it's been a bit changed, of a run change and oh. we got to give duke and coach k credit because we saw the loss against UNC. We saw what happened in the ACC tournament against Virginia Tech. And this was looked upon as, as a team that was severely flawed. Defensively, can't get it done. Offensively, a little too inconsistent. You know, is the moment going to be too big for these kids as you march through the tournament? Uh, because the one-and-done situation obviously is what it is, but going out with Coach K in his final season, there's a lot of pressure on, on these teenagers. But since then, they've, they've essentially been the best team in, in college basketball, and Coach K finds himself once again in the Final Four. So I'm just so obsessed with this storyline. I really do wish we could get Duke against St. Peter's in the title game. But, you know, we'll have to settle for that next week in the Final Four uh, if St. Peter's does advance today against UNC. But either way, we're going to get a tremendous matchup, Duke against either the Peacocks or the Tar Heels. Uh, on the other side of the bracket today at 220 on CBS, we have the 10th seeded Miami uh, coming in at 26-10 and 10 against... Uh, Kansas, uh, the Jayhawks, the one seed, the only remaining one seed in the tournament. They're 31 and six right now. The Hurricanes 21 and 15 against the spread. The Jayhawks one game under 500 against the spread at 18 and 19. And would you believe it's the first ever matchup between Jim Larinaga and Bill Self? That spread right now, if you go to Bet Rivers, is uh, Kansas laying six points over under set for 147, Mister Joseph. Yeah, when you take a look at a Kansas opening round, they beat Texas Southern 83-56. to But against Creighton, uh, that was a one-possession game, okay? They won the game 79-72, but guess what? They were favored by 13-and-a-half. DNC did not cover. And against Providence, I had Providence plus seven. I was sweating it out at the end there because you always have these late foul shots. Uh, but Kansas did not cover. They beat Providence 66-61. to So you alluded to the fact that Kansas is just uh, 18 and 19 against the spread here. And it could be a factor here because the Miami Hurricanes are for real, okay? Uh, they've taken care of business, uh, and they're one of the best spread teams against us on the road tie 14 and one against the spread is the Miami Hurricanes. They play their best ball away from Carl Gables, and all they've been doing is winning and winning. And let's not forget, head coach Jim Larinago was there once before in this Elite Eight with his George Mason team here. Yes. So he has the experience. They have a very balanced team here, and I think they're going to give the Jayhawks all they can handle, and this spread will be a factor. I'm very shocked you're going with the underdog here. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of people are surprised. <laughs> but, hey, uh, the dogs have been doing well overall in the tournament, 
and people, most people gravitate to playing the favorites, and they like playing the overs. So, you know, when you take a look at it here, Kansas has not covered the last two spreads. How could you argue against a team that's 14-1 against a spread? And in the tournament here, they've been playing really well. I mean, the, the, the three tournament games, they beat some good teams here. Don't forget, they uh, beat USC in the opening round, 68-62. They beat Auburn, which was a top tip. You know, Auburn at one point was one of the top teams in the country. Yes. If not the number one team. They beat Auburn easily, 79-61, and they just went right through Iowa State, 70-56. to Miami gets the cover here, and don't be surprised if they pull off the upset. Don't be surprised. Wow. If, you, if you're going to bet them to pull off the upset, that's at plus 220. If you're going to bet the Peacocks to pull off the upset later on today, that's at plus 295. Sprinkle a little uh, parlay action there. You get, you get some pretty juicy odds. So Joe likes... Both the underdogs today, St. Peter's plus eight and a half, Miami plus six. I'm saying just go all out there and, and bet the money line. If you feel that conviction, because one thing we're learning, and every year there's madness, but, Joe, I look at seedings. Some of the seedings just feel fraudulent because, again, it's a one-and-done situation with a bunch of teenagers. Gonzaga, those frauds, I, I had them winning the, the national championship. <laughs> you and about a million oh, other people. Oh, my Lord, the no frauds. One. Never again am I trusting a Gonzaga team. With all due respect to Mark Few, who needs a championship because his teams are too good during the regular season to falter the way that they do come March Madness. But I, I just got no faith in them. But it's been exciting, man. We were, we were looking forward to all of this unfolding, and, and it's been exciting so far. So we'll continue to talk some college basketball we got some some NBA action this afternoon as well with the Knicks playing uh against the Hornets and we've got the Nets how about this Kyrie Irving his first home game of the season the vaccine mandate has been lifted so he will be at home this afternoon, I said Knicks Hornets. I meant Pistons. Knicks Pistons. Yes. The, the Nets are hosting the Hornets. Kyrie Irving playing in his first home game at the Barclays Center this afternoon. So we'll have some more on that. NIT action coming up on Tuesday. I know you're pretty excited about that. And I've also came across some NFL team win over-unders that I want to throw at you. And a bit premature, but never too early to start looking at football. So hit us up on Twitter, at Tidy Butler, at Joey Sports. And on the phones, 800-919-3776. Back with more right here on the Fine Line, 98.7 ESPN. It's the Fine Line. Joe Wiz, Ty Butler on a Sunday morning. We're going until 9 o'clock, and then at that time, you'll have Anita Marks take over. She will go until noon. Knicks Pistons, that action gets underway this afternoon beginning at 3 p.m. right here on 98.7 ESPN. Following that game, Larry Hardesty will take you until 9 o'clock. Over on 1050, beginning at 4.30, you'll have the Rangers at the Sabres. And then you can tune into the stream to listen to Owls Lightning. Uh, but mention Knicks Pistons today. Uh, if you go to Bet Rivers, the Knicks... Favored by four and a half points on the road, Joe. They're on it. They're red hot right now. Two game winning streak. They've got back to back wins without Julius Randle, who some would are still argues their best player. Others others would stay say R.J. Barrett. But right now, the Knicks four and a half point road favorites. A little too juicy for you. It's very rare to see a Nick team favored on the road, but they are playing the lowly Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are 20 and 54. 
But before you jump on the Nick bandwagon, the Pistons are 40-32 and 32 against the spread. And since the All-Star break, the Detroit Pistons are the hottest team against the spread than anybody else in all of the NBA. They haven't covered the last two games, Ty. If you look at the last two games, uh, they lost to the Wizards on Friday. They were favored in that game, Detroit was, and they lost to the Hawks. But every, every other game since then, they have covered the spread. They were on a 14-0 and spread run since the All-Star game, and then they didn't cover their last two games here. Now, my only concern here, I would love Detroit in this game here, uh, even though the only concern here is where the leading scorer, Grant, plays. He's averaging 19 points per game. He got hurt on Friday. So I'm going to have to pay attention to see uh, if he plays or not. And if he isn't, uh, if he doesn't go, then I would play the under in the game. Um, but if Grant does go, so again, you have to pay attention to what's going on in the world and look at the injury reports, who's playing, who's not. But again, 14-2 and two against the spread. I know the Knicks are playing well, but this is their third straight road game and I always look for teams playing on the road and I know they're playing well without Randall but you cannot ignore this spread record you cannot ignore the Knicks spread record which is still five games under 500 and the Knicks are 10 games under 500 32 <laughs> and 42 so all of a sudden the Knicks are favored on the road hold up slow down uh, so here we go again if Grant plays and again this game goes to three o'clock so we'll have more updated info on it I'm going to post something on my Twitter handle Joe with sports so anybody that wants to know about this game uh, Grant did not uh, did uh, got hurt with a calf injury on Friday. But if he plays, I'm looking for Detroit to cover the spread. Um, if he doesn't play, I might take a look at the total here because these two teams met twice this year. And the Knicks won both games, but they were both low-scoring games, 105-91 and 94-85. So the total might be the play there, especially if, if Grant doesn't play. So I'm going to be getting that up-to-date information. And the Knicks needed a furious comeback in that that game in Detroit that they played. That would have been an embarrassing loss, but they were able to come back and win that one. Julius Randle listed as a game-time decision this afternoon. It was Wednesday when they, they beat the Hornets by 15 in Charlotte. Then Friday night, come from behind victory led by Emmanuel quickly. It was an eight-point win in Miami. So that was impressive against uh, a team that was, at, at that point, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So today, you, you maybe get concerned about a little bit of a letdown just because the Pistons are so awful. But you've got back-to-back games. you got Detroit coming up today, and then tomorrow you are back at home to take on the Bulls. Hey Ty, listen, the Pistons are terrible, but that doesn't. I don't go by what the record is. It's the spread record that matters. And right yeah. now they have a better spread record than the Knicks, so that's what a lot of people fall into the traps of looking at who's better, who stinks. Yeah, Detroit's the worst team in the NBA, but they're forty and thirty-two against the spread, and they've covered fourteen of the last sixteen games. Go Pistons! Oh, you like the Pistons? Only if Grant plays, though. Brent doesn't play. I'm going under. <laughs> the Nets last night, uh, what a win that was for them in Miami. You get 23 points from Kevin Durant, and that was good enough to beat Miami 110 to 95. They are at home today against the Hornets. I mentioned last segment, it is the home debut for Kyrie Irving. Uh, the vaccine mandate for pro athletes in New York City has been lifted, so he will be active today. No Ben Simmons, no LaMarcus Aldridge, but you've got Katie and Kyrie at home on the floor together. The Nets uh, in this game giving seven points. Ty, are we ever going to come to the realization that we may, may never see Ben Simmons play uh, on, the, on, the, on the Brooklyn Nets? Is that is that starting to sink in? Well, when a few weeks ago we heard he got an epidural, we knew that was not a good sign at all. 
I mean, we knew just, that was I, mean, I, th- I think that the Brooklyn Nets might have gotten some damaged goods here that nobody is even talking about. Maybe they knew something about this that we didn't know about and may, may, may come to light here. But, you know, when you take a look at uh, this matchup here between the uh, Brooklyn Nets and the Charlotte Hornets, here we go. Brooklyn's 39 and 35, but guess what? They're just 32 and 41 against the spread. Yeah, I know Irving's going to be in the lineup here. But, Ty, did you know that Brooklyn, as a favorite at Barclays Centers, is 4 and 21? One against well, the that's what happens when you have when you have no Kyrie Irving. Well, listen, you still got the best that you call the best player in the NBA, and, without question, the best okay, player so in the KD NBA. Okay, so KD is still there. Okay, so when you have the best player, you're still supposed to cover the spread or even win. And like I said, they're just four games over 500. And I give uh, uh, KD a pass here, but listen, these two teams met just a couple weeks ago here, and it was an easy win. Uh, they met back on March 8th, so real recently, Brooklyn won the game 132. Well, Kyrie had 50. <laughs> 50 points. He's not having 50 points tonight. I'm telling you that right now. And right now, I don't trust the Nets as a favorite at home, even with Irving in the lineup here. Uh, Charlotte right now uh, is getting seven. Uh, I'm taking the seven points with the visiting team here. And by the way, it is a huge game for the Nets because right as it stands in the Eastern Conference, they at 39 and 35 are the eighth seed which means they'd be in that playing game against the seventh-seeded Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the danger is the team behind you, if you're the Nets, Charlotte, who you play today, just one game back in the loss column. So with the win, the Hornets would be tied with the Nets. But with the loss, now that, that goes to two games. So it's a, it's a big game for both these teams. And I had mentioned this on, on Twitter, at Tidy Butler, if you're Brooklyn, you have to be rooting for the Cavs to stay at seven, because if Toronto, um, if Toronto falls to seven, and you've got to go to Toronto for the playing game, you're not getting Kyrie Irving. Canada's not changing its, its vaccination rules. If you are unvaccinated, you will not be able to travel to Canada to play in that game. So the Cavs right now at forty-one and thirty-three are one game back of the Raptors. So you got to be rooting for the Raptors to keep on winning and rooting for the Cavs to lose because maybe you prefer the matchup against the Raptors, but the Cavs, you, you want to have Kyrie Irving. So you get Katie and Kyrie in Cleveland for a one-game play-in. You like your chances as opposed to Brooklyn having to go to Toronto without Kyrie Irving. Yeah, um, you know, but listen, the, short, the Hornets cannot be dismissed. They've won six of seven games, okay, Ty? They're 41 and 32, uh, 41 and 31 against the spread here. And uh, as I mentioned, they won six of seven. Their only loss was that loss to the to, to the Knicks, which was uncharacteristic that they lost to the Knicks, 121-106. But even on the road, in their last recent go, they, the last time they had a road game was March 14th. They won uh, at Oak City, which Oak City stinks, but they beat uh, the Pelicans, who was also vying for a spot 142 to 120. Um, they also won at Cleveland, 119 to 98. So they have shown some good uh, competitive nature playing on the road here. I think the value bet here is to take the Hornets plus the seven. Uh, Brooklyn might win the game, but um, I just can't trust the team, even though they've had some intangibles and this is Irving's big game back. Um, the uh, all lines in Indicate the uh, metrics of this game, as our friend uh, Pete always refers to Pete Darty over at ESPN. The metrics re- refer to the Charlotte Hornets covering the spread here. Now this is a high over under two thirty nine and a half. I-, I know the Nets don't play a lick of defense, and neither do the Hornets. But two thirty nine and a half, 
any play on that, or do we want to stay away from that? That's a, that is a huge number. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the Nets have gone over 39 times and under 35 times here, but uh, whenever you see a total like that so high, and you just don't know what the emotional state of mind is going to be with Irving. Exactly. Last night, last night he played only uh, on Friday, he played 11. Uh, actually, last night it was. Yeah, last uh, night. 11 points uh, you know, against the Heat, so you just don't know how he's going to react here. Um, if I was going to play the total, I would play under, but I really don't have a play strong play in the total. I do feel that uh, getting the Hornets uh, would be uh, a decent play at plus the seven. And I like it. It's the second night of a back-to-back. I also like the under uh, for that same reason. That's a high total. Both of these teams are not really... Uh, defensively savvy. Yeah, but. and that's another point. Not sorry, not to interrupt you, but that's a good point you mentioned. Is you always have to look at teams that are playing back to back. Yeah. Hey, they just played last night, so they got on a plane. You think they stopped at South Beach anywhere? Time have a drink <laughs> before they got on a plane and they came up to Brooklyn. No turbulence, you know. <laughs> turbulence. Lots of turbulence. So the Nets upcoming stretch. You get the Hornets today. You're home again for the Pistons on Tuesday. And then the Milwaukee Bucks come to town for a little uh, rematch of the semifinals from the playoffs last year. Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday and company coming to the Barclays Center. I'm looking forward to that game. But you got to, got to take care of business if you're Brooklyn. Beat the Hornets today. Beat the Pistons. And then you worry about Thursday when it comes. So Joe today likes both dogs. Uh, and locally, you, you get the Pistons plus four and a half. And you get the Hornets plus Seven. Yep, that asterisk is on the Pistons, uh, their best uh, player plays. If he plays. If he doesn't play, then take a look at the total because you got a guy that's scoring 19 points per game, Grant, okay? He left with a strained calf on Friday. So if he doesn't play, you might want to take a look at the total. It's both teams, uh, both times they met this year, the Pistons and Knicks have gone under the total, and the uh, Pistons will be offensively challenged if he isn't in the lineup. All right, so there you have it. Coming up, we still got to get to the NIT. I, I know you have some plays that you want to bless our listeners with. I came across some NFL over-unders, a tad bit premature, but still fascinating to look at what, what Vegas is thinking. So we'll do that and more coming up. It's Joe Wiz, Ty Butler, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler. Joe Wiz on a Sunday morning here in New York City. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks coming your way at noon. She will take you until 3. And then Knicks Pistons gets underway at 3.30. Pre-game starting at 3. And then Larry Hardesty following that game is going to take you all the way until 9 o'clock. Joe, I came across, before we get to the NIT action, Vegas had some uh, NFL over-under win totals. And the Giants were over under eight wins. And it's shocking to me because you know this was a team that in the offseason didn't have much flexibility because of its cap situation. Still got to wait to see what happens with Saquon Barkley. And then, you know, the draft is, is where you really fill the holes. But... The Giants team that I watched last year, I, I, I don't think they're winning eight games next year. So uh, right now, if I had to bet, I would take the under on that. I, I, I'm just not a believer in Daniel Jones. He's going to come back from injury. It's a, a huge season for him in this audition. And I get it, it's a new regime. You add some, some impact players in the draft, and the Giants have you know two top ten picks. But 
I, I, I just don't see a team that's going to win more than eight games. I, I'm not seeing it. I think that's a little ambitious, uh, thinking that the Giants are going to win eight games because, again, you got a new, uh, you know, you got a new uh, management team in there, and you got a team that has not proved, proven they can do anything well. Okay, you got the uh, football. Well, what is it? The com- Commanders now. The watch. I was going to say the Redskins, <laughs> the football team. Now it's the Commanders. <laughs> the commanders. Oh, what's going to be that team next year? Uh, uh, but it, the Washington team. Uh, you got the Philadelphia Eagles, and of course you got. The Dallas Cowboys are going to play those three teams twice. Um, so eight. Uh, that's a future bet that you can make. Uh, you know that's so far away, Ty. I always like to. You know, people bet all these bets that are way ahead. I always like to concentrate on what's happening now. Uh, but you know, interesting. They do have a lineup on the Hall of Fame game on August fourth. If you're Jones, <laughs> for some football, the ja- the Raiders are playing the Jaguars. Raiders are favored by one, and the total is at thirty three and a half. Oh my God! Hey, it's already... right around the corner. I mean, I know it's still, it feels like winter time Wait, right now. August so. is right around. The corner? Well, I mean, football season comes so time is flying as we know. I mean, I know baseball season starts what in eleven days, but yeah. football before you know it, it'll be here. It will be here. And then the Jets had that I saw their over under and wins was at five and on the surface. I'm like, there's no way uh, that team that has already significantly improved uh during the the free agency period, they also have two top ten picks, almost uh, was able to get their hands on Tyreek Hill, but he went to Miami. I, and, and maybe it's the bias in me as a Jet fan, but I, I just think they're going to be better than five wins. But then you look at their schedule. They play in Cleveland, in Green Bay. Then you've got at Miami, at Minnesota, at New England. And then at Pittsburgh, at Denver, at Seattle. And then your home games against the Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Ravens, Bengals, Bears, Lions, uh, and, and the Jaguars. It's going to be a daunting schedule, but when you're a team that won four games last year and, and you're in the midst of a rebuild with a second-year quarterback, then every game feels daunting. So uh, on the surface, I said five wins, no way, bet the over. But then you look at what's actually on the table as far as uh, what their schedule is. It's going to be hard to, to imagine the Jets winning more than five games next year. Absolutely. It's, you know, when you look at it here, I mean, when you're rooting for the Jets or the Giants, you know, you got to be, uh, you know, hoping for something. You got to hope that the baseball season extends. You got to hope your Yankee team or Met team here in New York uh, extend the season so you don't have to think about the NFL until November because you don't have anything to root for. Uh, but the good thing is, like I said, they're all starting out fresh. And, uh, uh, you know, Zach Jones is going to be the question mark here for the Jets. If, if the Jets if the Jets don't figure out a way of getting him to play better, then it's going to be a problem because uh, the AFC East, uh, when you have to play the uh, Patriots twice, you know there's going to be two losses right and there. And the AFC is loaded with all the quarterbacks. you got Joe Burrow, you've got Russell Wilson, you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got Lamar Jackson, you've got Josh Allen, and this is Justin Herbert, and it goes on and on and on and on. But I uh, just wanted to throw that out there real quick just because uh, I thought it was interesting. But Best Bets brought to you by Bet River Sportsbook. We head to Tuesday uh, where the NIT is taking place at 7 p.m. You have St. Bonaventure against Xavier. Uh, that's a one-point spread, Joe. 
Yeah, when you look at it, nobody's really pays that much attention to the NIT uh, for obvious reasons with the NCAA tournament. But Ty, back in the old days, in the old, old days, the NIT used to be the premier tournament in of all of college basketball. Uh, now, you know, this tournament's being played at the Garden this Tuesday. But after that, uh, the Garden is not going to be hosting the NIT. Uh, you know, we're still getting updated info on why that happened. But they're going to be playing on Tuesday. And when you take a look at St. Bonaventure, St. Bonaventure comes in with a record of 23-9. and but they've been playing well, and uh, they've taken care of won some good team, beat some good teams here. They beat Virginia. Virginia was a tournament team that could have made it easily into the field of 68 here. Um, they won at Oklahoma, and they also won at Colorado, 76 to 68. Um, Xavier, on the other hand, uh, comes in with a record of 21 and 13, just 15 and 19 against the spread. Um, I like St. Bonaventure in this game here. I've been, I've had St. Bonaventure in the tournament in all three of the games. I'm going to continue to ride them here. Um, I think that uh, Xavier. They beat Vanderbilt uh, uh, earlier in the week, 75-73. But Xavier has been very fortunate because they played all of their games, all their NIT games at home. Okay, they beat Vanderbilt, Florida, and Cleveland State. But uh, on a St. Bonaventure has proven they could win on a row because all of their games have been on a road. Okay, so they, they they beat Virginia, they won at Oklahoma, and they won at Colorado. Uh, so I think the good spot here on a neutral site favors the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure. And the second half of that doubleheader on Tuesday night will feature Washington State and Texas A&M. That is a pick right now. Yeah, when you look at Texas A&M, how about Texas A&M? They were one win away from getting into the NCAA tournament, okay? Um, but they've done they they lost in the uh, SEC tournament to Tennessee, sixty-five to sixty in the championship game here. Uh, they beat Wake Forest just recently, sixty-seven fifty-two. They have a balanced attack with Taylor, Jackson, and Radford, and they beat Oregon. They beat Alcorn State, uh, Washington State. Uh, you know they beat BYU seventy-seven fifty-eight to get here. Um, their best player is Flowers. He had twenty. 27 points. Um, I like AM in this game here because they've been playing better than Washington State. AM has won 10 of the last 11 games here, and um, I like the Aggies to meet up with St. Bonaventure in the championship game on Thursday at the Garden. Are you going to the Garden on Thursday? I will not be at the Garden on Thursday. I will I'm be, not sure I will be either. I will be home watching uh, Nets Bucks. Uh, potential uh, playoff preview. Absolutely. That's going to be a great game. I mean, <laughs> you know, hey, you got a lot of excitement here. It's a little disappointing not to see the Knicks. I mean, Knicks are still, what, mathematically alive. I mean, yeah, Stranger but it's not going to happen. I know. I put that, I gave that, <laughs> put that theory to rest a couple of weeks ago here. But hey, it's exciting for Brooklyn because realistically, if you think about it, Brooklyn might be the best chance of a New York team. Any team in, in all the franchises, including your New York Yankees, of Brooklyn, of getting uh, a championship in the New York Metropolitan. Yeah, and, and then uh, if you're the Nets, uh, or I should say if you're any of the teams at the top of the conference, do you want to see the Nets in the first round? A healthy Katie and Kyrie Irving, and we don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. The epidurals, you're getting epidurals. That doesn't sound like great news. But he could become available at some point. I think the here's the path for if, if you're a Nets fan, what you have to be rooting for. And I mentioned this last segment, you root for the Cavs to stay at seven because you want to have both Katie and Kyrie in that playing game. Yeah, and man. then you hope that the Bucks can get to one because if they do get to one, then you're on the opposite side of the of the bracket. And now you don't have to worry about them until they get to the Eastern Conference Finals if those two teams do advance there. The Bucks right now are the four seed. 
Um, but they're just one game back of the Sixers, who are currently the number one seed. But even as it stands, if the Bucks stay in that 4-5 matchup, they are still on the opposite side of the net. So you root for them to stay in the 4-5 matchup, or you want them to be in that 1-8 matchup, just because you want to give Ben Simmons a chance. I think it's going to be hard to beat Giannis and company without Ben Simmons. You need that lockdown defender. We saw it in the playoffs. I don't know. You just give Ben Simmons just too much credit. Well, defensively, I mean, he's one of the best in the NBA. Well, I don't know where where was he last year with Philadelphia? I mean, he didn't show up. I mean, the fans just he pretty couldn't play but that in wasn't, Philly anymore. Yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't him, you know, shriveling on defense. That I'm was not just sold an inability on ben to Simmons score. Ty, I'm sorry, I disagree. I don't think Ben. I don't care if Ben Simmons plays or not. I mean, I to me, I think he's getting too much credit, and uh, you know, we're going to see what happens. I know he doesn't have to play offensive because you got uh, KD and Irving. I think Curry was the better player, the more valuable piece in that trade when they got when they, Ben. Simmons? I think that Curry offensively... You've lost your mind. I'm telling you. Well, listen, let's see if Ben Simmons even plays, okay? Because if he doesn't play, he's damaged goods right now, as it seems. So uh, everyone's giving Ben Simmons all this credit, but let's see what he does on the court. And we may not even see him play. We may not see it, but... If my... he is 100%, that's another story. He might be uh, one of the better defensive plays, top player. I'm not so sure. I'm not sold. I, all I'm saying, I don't think he's, you know, the second coming of, uh, of Jerry West, but... If he is on the court with Durant and Irving, you don't really need to. I, I wouldn't say you dismiss him offensively because you still need his playmaking uh, and you still need him as a rim runner and on fast breaks and transition. But you don't have to worry about him being a jump shooter because you, you surround him with, with Curry and, and Mills and Durant and Irving. My only point is defensively, he adds so much value to a team that really lacks in that department, and he's so versatile. He can switch. He can defend small guards. He can defend bigs because he's got the size. So you just add him to that mix to what is already a potent offense, and you give them someone that sound defensively, I think he can be a disruptor, and that could ultimately tilt that heavyweight matchup between the Nets and Bucks. I'm not saying, you know, he's he's one of the best players in the NBA, but defensively, he brings it. When he's healthy, he brings it. That's and that's aspect. something that the Nets are going are gonna to really need if they have legitimate aspirations. Not, not that they have the legitimate aspirations. If they have a legitimate chance of contending for a championship. Well, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan out there, make plans without Simmons because I don't think he's ever going to be 100%, not in the next two or three months, which is when they're going to need him most. Um, just the signs tell you there right now, getting epidurals, having these back problems. May, hey, listen, maybe they, the Sixers knew more than we knew. Maybe they did know no, no more than we knew. That's Best Best brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet with a winner on Bet Rivers. This is The Fine Line with Joe Wiz and Ty Butler. Presented by Bet Rivers, New York's hometown sportsbook.